first farm in the valley chapter 18 easter on easter morning mother woke father very early without saying a word anna dressed quickly and wrapped her shawl around her shoulders as soon as she was ready mother handed her two empty pails and a dipper still without speaking anna knew that on easter morning they must first take a drink of the newly blessed spring water before they spoke to each other why would we do that she had once asked water means life answered mother easter is our start of a new life each year so we drink fresh spring water to remind us of that luckily the spring was not far away anna trudged through the light snow which crackled under her feet almost like dried leaves the sun was coming over the hill behind glinzinski's farm putting a sparkly shine on everything she broke through the thin layer of ice that covered the path of the spring water taking the dipper she held it below the narrow stream of water trickling down and when it was full she emptied it into one of the pails there was no room to fill the pail under the trickle so anna had to fill the dipper again and again before she had enough water in each pail carrying the pails carefully so as not to spill them she hurried home when they sat down to eat breakfast father blessed the new spring water with a prayer then he lowered the dipper into one of the pails brought it up full of water and took a sip after that he passed the dipper to each of the children so they could take a drink before they ate anything mother and father and jacob ate nothing at all because they were going to receive holy communion instead while the children ate mother poured some of the spring water into two bottles these she placed in the corner of a large basket next to a cloth full of colored eggs on top of the eggs with a cloth in between she put the easter bread Anna had tried to peek at the eggs before they were put into the basket, but Mother had quickly spread the cloth over the cracks. You'll see them when we get back from church, she said. The service that morning was long. First, Father Snigorsky blessed the water he would use for baptisms during the coming year. While he did that, everyone held up bottles and containers of water so they would be blessed too. Then he said many other prayers before he finally started the Mass. During the offertory, mother and father held up the basket of bread and eggs to be blessed. After Mass, they waited for a few minutes while father arranged his parish business with the men, and mother talked to the other women whom she had not seen since the beginning of Lent. They wept a bit and shook their heads in sorrow over the recent deaths. I hope that we've heard the last of the bad news about diphtheria, said mother nervously. Yes, pray God it's at the end, agreed Mrs. Walski father and the men hurried to finish their discussion and then he rounded up the family quickly now jump on the sled the snow will fall before noon he urged the horses home as fast as they could trot once more they sat down to eat but first father took one of the eggs out of the basket and peeled away the golden brown shell he salted it took a small bite and passed it on to mother after she had a bite jacob took his turn then franz a check and on around the table until there was only a tiny bit left for Alexander. When the egg was finished, they ate delicious Easter bread and smoked sausages that Mother had saved. Now I'll divide the eggs, said Mother, reaching for the basket. She unfolded the cloth, and they could see pale rose-colored eggs that had got their color from berry juice, golden yellow eggs that had been boiled with onion skins, deep blue eggs that had soaked in elderberry juice for hours, and eggs of purplish-red that had stood in beet juice for a few days. "'What a lot of eggs!' exclaimed Anna. Though they used eggs in cooking, 
Eggs alone they only had for special meals. "'It's taken me weeks to save them,' said Mother, "'and this will be all we can eat for some time. "'I must save all the layings from the next few weeks for hatching out.' She put first one egg in front of each plate, then a second, a third, and a fourth. One of the eggs by Barney's plate began to roll to the edge of the table. "'Catch it! It's falling!' cried Anna. But the egg landed on the floor, and the pretty pink shell cracked in many places. "'Oh, well, I guess that means I can eat it right away,' said Barney." "'You let it roll on purpose,' Anna accused him. "'No, I didn't. Yes, you did.' "'Quarreling on Easter morning?' asked Mother. "'Shame on you both. Go on and eat it, Barney, but that will be all for you today. "'You must save some from Dingus.' "'What is Dingus?' asked Julian. "'Don't you remember? It's a custom we brought from the old country. "'On Easter Monday, the boys sprinkle the girls with water and give them a switching "'until the girls agreed to give up their eggs.' "'Anna looked at her eggs.' They were all such pretty colors. What should I eat today, she asked herself. I know, the rose-colored one. Then Barney can't get a second one from me tomorrow. The next day, Anna knew she would have to plan carefully if she did not wish to give up all her eggs. She ran out to get water very early while the boys were still doing their chores. Poor Mary and Pauline. They were both caught on their way back from milking, and each had to give an egg to Jacob, Franzicek, and Barney. Now the two girls had no eggs left. We'll get you too, laughed Jacob as he pointed to Anna. Just wait and see. Anna did not go inside and outside unless she had to, and always looked carefully in all directions before she closed the door. By mid-morning, she still had her eggs. Anna, called Mother, aren't you forgetting something? There's any hardly any wood left by the stove. Anna hadn't forgotten. She was waiting for the boys to go out first off to the barn. Then she would hurry and bring in the wood as fast as she could. She looked at Jacob and Franzicek, hoping for a sign they would soon be on their way. As if he had heard her secret wish, Jacob stood up and stretched. Time to do the chores, he said. Franzicek and Barney got up too and followed him without a word. Anna waited for ten minutes before she put on her knitted wool jacket and scarf. It had warmed up enough so she did not need her shawl. She opened the door, peered out to see that no one was waiting, and ran toward the woodpile. No sooner had she reached it than three loud voices howled triumphantly. Jacob, Franzicek, and Barney appeared and quickly surrounded her, brandishing their willow switches and small bottles of water. Now we've got you cornered, crowd, crowed Barney, and then the three boys chanted in unison, Dingus, dingus, for two eggs. Don't give me bread, only eggs. They sprinkled Anna with water and lightly spanked her on the backside with the willow switches. All right, sighed Anna. I'll get my eggs. Now she wouldn't have any left either. Don't be sad, said Mother. You can get them back tomorrow. When I was little, I was always glad that the girls played dingus, dingus after the boys, because then they couldn't take the eggs away again. The next morning... Anna, Pauline, and Mary got up very early. They played the same trick on their brothers, waiting for them behind the barn. Before they had even started milking, they each had their eggs back again. There are a lot of boys at the Olszewski house, said Mother in an offhanded voice as they were finishing their breakfast. I shouldn't wonder if they still have most of their eggs. Anna looked at Pauline, and Pauline looked at Mary. I think that's a fine idea, answered Mother. I'll send along some of my Easter bread. She wrapped a loaf in a white cloth and handed it to Mary. 
the girls took their willow switches and a bottle of water and walked in the direction of the Olszewski homestead. The weather had turned so warm again that the snow was melting fast. All along the path, tiny blue crocuses were pushing their heads through the last patches of snow. When they drew near the barn, they could see Joe and Johnny Olszewski and their stepbrothers, Frank and Nicholas, carrying pails of water toward the barn. Their backs were to the three girls. Let's stand outside the door and wait for them to come out, suggested Pauline. Quickly and quietly, they ran to the side of the barn and sidled up to the doorway, readying their willow switches. Pauline held the bottle of water, preparing to sprinkle the boys as soon as they appeared in the doorway. Mary clutched the Easter bread in her left arm. From inside the barn, they could hear the soft murmur of the boys' voices and the splash of water being poured into drinking troughs. Then their voices got louder. That should be enough water for the day, Joe was saying as he came out the door, followed by John, Frank, and Nicholas. Dangus, dangus, for two eggs. Don't give me bread, only eggs. Laughing and shrieking, the girls leaped out from behind the door, flailing their switches at the four boys. Pauline danced around them, sprinkling water in all directions so that some would fall on each of them. She sprinkled until the bottle was empty. Watch out! Run for the house, you sneaky cousins! It's not fair, yelled the boys as they tried to dodge out of the way. We didn't come to you for dangus. No one stopped you, said Anna saucily. Now give us some eggs. That won't leave any for us, complained Johnny. Too bad, said Pauline in a mock serious voice. Sisters, shall we take only one egg from each so our poor cousins won't cry? While Pauline was speaking... Anna noticed the barn door swinging open. Suddenly, out darted their cousin Paul, coming up behind Mary. "'You won't be giving me a sprinkle!' he shouted, giving her left arm a push. He did not see she was carrying the cloth-wrapped bread, but thought she had a water bottle. Into the air sailed the parcel of bread. It landed with a plop in the melting snow and mud of the barnyard. The white cloth spread open, and the round loaf rolled into a patch of snow." Anna gasped, and so did her sisters and cousins. They had been taught it was sinful to mishandle bread. Mary darted over to the loaf, picked it up, brushed off the snow, kissed it, whispering a little prayer. She held it out to the other children, and they each kissed it in turn. It didn't get dirty, said Anna hopefully. No, it landed in the snow, added Paul encouragingly. He was too embarrassed to apologize. The white cloth was too muddy and wet to wrap around the bread again. Sheepishly, Mary carried the loaf into the house and handed it to Aunt Bridget. Pauline held the dirty cloth by one corner. Anna and the boys stood behind her. It fell in the mud, said Mary, blushing a little. Aunt Bridget looked the loaf over carefully. Then she smiled. Did you girls come over for a dying guest? she asked. Yes, answered Anna quickly. And we caught the boys. Now they have to give us eggs. It's a good thing you caught them early in the day, said Aunt Bridget. I don't think they have but one egg left, maybe two. Joe and Johnny and Frank and Nicholas each handed over one egg, but Paul put both of his remaining eggs in Mary's hand. He didn't say anything, but Anna could see he was grateful that they hadn't told Aunt Bridget it was he who had knocked the bread down. Now I have five eggs, gloated Anna as the girls were walking home, one for each day until Sunday. <laughs>